Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Intimate Factor, where we discuss God's truths about love, money, and life, bringing intimacy in a way you never thought. I'm Stephanie Smith, and we're going through this journey of love like we have never known before. Today, I want to come to you about wisdom. Why is wisdom so important? Let me tell you something. When you want to know somebody, you begin to learn their attributes, their likes, their dislikes, things I've mentioned before. When you get to know a person and you just, it's finding out that wisdom of who they are, right? So when we're discussing the intimacy with God, wisdom is needed so that there can be an unlocking of who God is. Let's do just some very basic groundwork. So, you know me, I'm a researcher. So I was doing some research on wisdom in many different cultures and around the world, um, including our own American culture, which is the bunches of a whole bunch of cultures. Basically, wisdom is the same thing. Um, but let's go to Webster's Dictionary. It says, quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment quality of being wise the body of knowledge and principles that develops within a specified society or period so wisdom is having experience having the knowledge and good judgment the quality of being wise um knowledge and principles that develops within a specified society or period now because i love digging in um let's go a little deeper so i looked up the hebrew and the Hebrew word for wisdom is chokma, in good sense. Um, so you have a good sense, and that is wisdom. In the Greek, it actually is Sophia. So anybody out there named Sophia, you are wisdom. Um, and it means cleverness, skill, right application of knowledge. So it's not just having the knowledge. It's not just knowing and experiencing the knowledge. It's putting the right application to that knowledge. So it's like, okay, so I go to be a doctor and it wouldn't be wise for me to use my scalpel to try to go build a house. So it's making sure that even though we have the knowledge, making sure that we have the right application for that knowledge and we begin to use it properly. Well, how does that all fold in? How does that all fold in, we say? So again, as I said before, to learn a person is learning wisdom on a person or learning wisdom about like our God. And to learn a person is one of those acts that we take to be intimate with that person. Or in this case, I'm using God and Jesus. So I know, I know many times, you know, we're out here and we're living our life and it's really hard to think that we could be intimate with an all knowing God. It's like he knows everything. You can't give anything to him. But that's, that's actually the fun part because as we grow to know him, he comes nearer to us. He's not just this ooh, supreme being. I watched Aladdin the other day, excuse me, and it was almost like, oh, cosmic power. And it, it, it really kind of was funny to me because so many people desire to have some kind of power like that. And it's like, we have it if you, you know, it's on the inside of us. And if we just ask God for it and 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 use it 
for the greatness of glory, then, you know, it's this God is not, he's the creator of everything. He created man, he created earth, he created the trees, the wind that rustles in the trees, the birds that sing, you know, our family when they smile, it's just, he created it all. So, um, when we begin to find out more about him, as we begin to seek out the word of God, as we begin to seek out in worship and prayer, he will draw near to you. So now the wisdom that I'm talking about isn't proud. It is not prideful. It is very humble. It's very, it's very meek and it comes and it seeks out people. It's not going to overtake you. It's not going, you have to want the wisdom and once it's wanted therefore it'll begin to be poured out now as always we're going to go to the bible for scripture and in proverbs chapter 8 it talks about wisdom calling seeking somebody that that they can that she can pour into you know seeking somebody who wants the knowledge of the everlasting wisdom wisdom is old in the Bible, and in that chapter, it talks about how wisdom was so old, is so old. Like, wisdom has the knowledge before the earth was even created. Imagine what wisdom can give us. Imagine the revelation and the and the knowledge of God that wisdom could give us because wisdom was there. So, back to the big God thing. Imagine this, okay? Imagine this. If you have a child, you know everything about that child. The ins, the outs, the feelings, the smiles, the looks, the attitudes, the mouth, all of it. You know the very crevices of their hand. You know when they smile at you and something is really wrong, you know your child. And, you know, if you are out there and you don't have children, but you have nieces or nephews, you, you know what your nephew likes, you know, um, you desire to know what your niece likes you. When you come visit, you try to bring them all the things you want to be able to give them. So it's the same concept. God knows you in and out. Your very being, your very cellular structure down to the nucleus and the molecules and how things work. Every, every living, breathing thing he knows. But what's interesting is if we begin to dive in, we begin to seek him in his wisdom. We begin to want to find out more about God. How did he create the earth? Start asking him questions. How did this happen? Why did this take place? When did this take place? The who's, the what's, the when's, the where's, the how's, all of that. If that's what we start seeking, I promise you, he will begin to draw near. Your life will begin to change. There's an intimate level that begins to be on begins to be unlocked and as that intimate level is unlocked the very mysteries begin to be unleashed and it's it is amazing but we have to be careful because see before proverbs chapter 8 there was a warning i love god there was a warning proverbs 6 verse 20 through all of chapter 7 
See, before wisdom was crying out, or before it tells you that wisdom was crying out, it told you of another cry, the harlot. The one whose husband is far off in the lands and he took his money so he ain't coming home for a while. But I have laid before you my sheets from Egypt, which most women know that Egyptian cotton is like the bomb. Laid out the sheets from Egypt. I have laid perfumes. I readied my bed. Basically, let's put it in nowadays terms. She's luring you to have sex with her. Simple as that. She's luring you into an entanglement. She is married. And she's saying, come. And in the verses, Proverbs 6, 20 through chapter 7, it talks about how she goes from, she sneaks around the corners, but she's also loud. You know, it talks about how she cries out in the marketplace. I'm like, that's a desperate woman. But that is, that is something that tries to come and entice us. Something that tries to get us in an entanglement. Something that tries to help us create cycles. And then we miss the wisdom that's coming and crying. The, the wisdom that's seeking out to be able to deliver a revelation of God. To be able to deliver this knowledge that's waiting for you. Deliver the open door that God is wanting to. To be able to pour out his love. Now, I'm telling you, the whole chapter discusses it. You see, there's always something pining for our attention. Whether it be the opposite sex or the same sex. Um, whether it be like our phones. Whether it be our jobs. Whether it be... there's always something trying to distract us from what God has for us to do or from or from God himself you know there are all kinds of idols that come to whisper in the ears of people making everything sound so good and so sweet and it may not be a sexual thing but my god I am trying to lose weight and that Boston cream donut looks amazing Now, you chuckle, but I'm serious. People who deal with having a hard time just stop eating. That's their seductress. Food. You know, and it's not that food is bad. It's just eating healthy is better. You know, um, oh, here's one. Well, before (laughs) I jump into that one, everybody, um, let me, let me, let me reel you in slow. So, Certain things come to whisper into the ears, whisper into, and it's like, I ain't heard nothing. I'm not any kind of cycle. Yeah, it's a trap. Now you found yourself in the cycle that wants and needs you. And you and you've gotten so used to it that you don't even realize it anymore. But if you look, if you look at something in your life, that's like, man, I didn't do that as a kid. I didn't do that when I was 20. And now I'm 35 and I'm doing, where did this come from? I'm doing good, but I feel like I'm in this pit and I can't get out. And though I may even have a financial blessing, but I just am in this place and it's just round and round and round. And there's certain things, my emotions, you know, around Christmas time are 
over the top or even June, like when springtime comes, I'm over the top, just all kinds of different things. If we look in our past, what distracted us in that very moment from God? Some of you say no. Okay, well, look back at your lives and you need to be real with yourself. And I mean, really truthful of certain times where you started doing things because someone else started doing it. I'm going to use a really huge example. Now we're ready for it, right? Facebook. Everybody's doing Facebook. Well, not everybody, because I do know some people that don't do social media. But almost everybody that we know, here in America at least, is doing Facebook. And many international people. Not saying that Facebook is a bad thing. But when Facebook started, it was intended to bring people together. It was supposed to be a social media outlet where people could bring their families together. People could encourage one another. That's what Facebook was for. It was intended to bring the world together. Now, that's not what it's used for, really. Now it's used for all kinds of things. You know, and it allows the harlot to whisper. Heck, whisper. You be trying to do something on Facebook and somebody hacks your account. Next thing you got naked pictures all over your account and you don't even know why. That's a harlot, <laughs> you know. So now everyone is like, oh my gosh, um, who's that naked girl on your picture? Is that you? No, no, no. Who's that naked guy in that picture? Is that? No, no, my, I got hacked. I got hacked. So... That's the things that then what it does is it plants a seed, even in, our, in us, you know, and or plants a seed from our page to somebody else. So we have to think about things like that, things that simple, you know, um, listen, what I do know is that if you begin to answer this call for wisdom and begin to know God at a place you have never known him, your life will change forever. You seek wisdom. Following Jesus Christ is not hard. If you listen to her words, if you listen to her understanding, if you stay humble and meek and not prideful, if you will allow wisdom to work through you so that you can even be wise for others, even if you believe in God, And that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Learning and seeking for a greater will will always bring a level of intimacy through wisdom that will overtake and produce what I call large juicy fruit. And I'm not talking about juicy fruit like the gum. I'm talking about the things that happen in our life. We may be hit with the biggest thing. We may be hit with the death of a family member. We may be hit with so many different things. So many chaotic things can happen in our life. 2020 is a perfect example. So many things can be an upfail. So many things can happen. So many things can run at us. Our mind, we could be at a place where we're about to lose our mind. We could be in a place where we're, we've lost our job. We could be in a place of almost depression. And it takes this seeking wisdom on how to handle that situation where God says, okay, you, you, you're seeking after my wisdom and you're seeking after me. Therefore, I will answer you. I will draw you close to me. And the great thing about God is that what you draw close to him, 
the only place to go is more in him. There's, you have to make a really solemn choice to want to go back. But after seeing the wisdom of God and seeing how the wisdom of God helps with the intimacy and the move of God, yeah, you don't want to go back. <laughs> I promise you that. So I leave you with that today. Seek wisdom. Seek her heart. Seek the intimacy of God. You can find The Intimate Factor on Facebook. Also, if you have any questions about our broadcast, you can reach out to us at intimatefactor.gmail.com. I do not own the rights to the music. This is Bethel Instrumental. The Intimate Factor is a place where we can learn how to be intimate like we never have before. Thank you for joining us.